0: welcome to the punk rock preschool podcast with your host mr g for those about to learn we salute you hello party people thank you for joining us today on the punk rock preschool podcast where we are changing the world one classroom at a time that classroom is your classroom I'm your host, Mr. G, Jared Geller, and we have an awesome episode planned for you today because today we are talking about how to help your students build confidence and self-esteem that is going to help them succeed and be happy for the rest of their lives. Sounds like a big task, but it is so important. And the way to do this is not to put their self-esteem, not to tie it up in their achievements or competition with others, not to tie it into any external metric, but to tie it into their effort. And you may be familiar with this. Uh, It's an idea that Carol Dweck developed called Growth Mindset. If you're not familiar with it, I will put some links in the show notes. And it is all about praising the process, praising effort, praising students for their hard work and not for their intelligence, not for fixed assets like intelligence, but for things that are flexible, things that are totally within their control, like how hard they work, like if they're trying their best, if they're doing their best. And this is crucial to building self-esteem, to building confidence, and to helping your students go forward in life and go forward in your classroom to be able to take on any type of challenge, to be able to take on any type of difficult situation that they may face in their lives. So how do we build this growth mindset in four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, whatever? How do we build this growth mindset into your kids? Let's talk about it. A lot of the literature in academia seems to suggest that students don't like failure, that we should protect our kids from failure. And I guess this stems from some sort of nervousness, this worry, this fear that we might damage our students' self-esteem in some way if we challenge them too hard, if we put too much adversity in front of them, that instead of responding with resilience, they could respond with shutting down, with just giving up. But I don't think that that is the case at all. I don't think that that should be a worry in our mindset one bit. I think that we need to be thinking about how to get our students to deal with failure because everybody is going to face failure and a lot of people are terrified of it and i don't want our students to be to be crippled by that burden of fearing failure of not wanting to try something new because it might be too hard it might they might fail in front of others why does that matter that shouldn't be where their self esteem comes from that should, they shouldn't worry about success or failure it should be doing your best trying your hardest and that's the biggest thing that we can do to help bring this growth mindset into your classroom and it begins with how we approach failure failure isn't good or bad it's a simple message i need more practice if your students are failing at something and i'm using air quotes there because i don't really believe you fail at anything i just think that you get a message that you need more practice you try at something you do your best you give it your effort and if you do that you're not failing you're Getting better. That's not the way to look at it. You're not failing. You're not if your goal is to improve, then you're doing exactly that. If your goal is to hit some hit some external metric or to compete with other people, and that's what you and if you don't live up to that expectation, then yeah, you might feel kind of bad at the end of something like that. But if your goal is to improve and get better and you do your best every time, then there is no way that you will not feel satisfied and get self-esteem out of any type of activity or practice. There's no way that failure is ever gonna get you down because it's not good or bad. It's not this terrible, terrible thing to be afraid of. It's just a message saying, hey, gotta do something a little different next time. And when you start looking at it that way, it becomes so empowering and exciting to take on challenges to push yourself because when you fail, it's just, okay, I have to make a little change, make a little tinker, and that's all. And that is, that gives kids the motivation, the confidence, the self-esteem to take on these challenges and to do incredible, amazing things. But it starts with the growth mindset. It starts with this idea that you need to be focused on your effort and you're praising the process and not so much on achieving these external goals, but they will come if we focus on the process. So build a class culture around praising the process. Have class creeds, half-class mantras, all centered around do your best. Create a do-your-best culture that's focused on effort and hard work and things that are totally within your students' control. Create that growth mindset in your classroom by focusing on effort and hard work and things that are within your students' control. Use callbacks like try, try, try. Practice, practice, practice. Never give up. Keep going. Keep pushing. Don't quit. These are all to be used as cultural callbacks. So when your students are losing their focus, losing their effort, losing their energy, you can remind them the kind of culture that you have in your classroom, which is all about their hard work, their effort, and things that are totally within their control. And just watch the results. And the great thing about doing your best is that we can always do better. There's always room for improvement. So even my best and my brightest students that would know everything and that would just do awesome, incredible things in class. And I would ask them, okay, great job. That was awesome. Now, do you think we can do even better tomorrow? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, I think we can do even better tomorrow. So it's that growth mindset that allows you to achieve all of those standards that you'd want to hit. Because when you focus on the effort and focus on something within their control, growing and putting in all their effort, they're going to learn all that other stuff. They're going to learn it very easily. And another thing about when we focus on effort And to get to this growth mindset, we have to shift our mindset about failure. Failure is not a bad thing. Failure is just a simple message that says, I need more practice. It's not good or bad. Edison has one of the best quotes ever. It says, I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. That's a mindset. That is not... He could say, oh, I failed 10,000 times. I'm a failure. I can't get it right. I just look at all these times I tried. I can't get it. But he didn't see it that way. He just said, oh, that's another way that it doesn't work. Let's try something new. He saw failure as a way of saying, you need more practice. You need to keep trying. Keep going. Don't stop. Do your best. So when we build a culture around growth mindset, we're also building a culture around that idea that failure, it's not good or bad. Self-esteem is not determined by if you win or fail at something. Self-esteem is internal. It's about how hard you worked. If you worked as hard as you could and you couldn't get something, you couldn't reach whatever goal it is that you had, that's okay. You'll get it next time. Keep working. You know that you have to do more next time. Just keep pushing. Seek out those challenges. And you'll see that when you approach failure differently, when we have a different mindset about failure and self-esteem, well, then our students will also adopt that same mindset and we can give them the gift of never having a fear of failure, something that holds back so many people in the world. So as you can guess, we're about to jump into our mindset shift. So let's hear that music, here it goes. All right, and you know what that means. It means that you need to take that old mindset and throw it in the trash. Our old mindset is that we have to protect our students' self-esteem. They're very fragile. Failure is a bad thing. It needs to be avoided. Nope, throw it away. Self-esteem is internal. That's our new mindset. We We must teach our students to find pride in doing their best. Failure is an opportunity. It just tells us we need more practice. It's not a good or a bad thing, and it's not something to be avoided. Trying, putting in your effort, learning if you can do it or not, that's The excitement, that's the adventure. And if you can't do it, that's okay. We just learned that we need to do more next time. And of course, we have to shift this because everybody fails. It's how we deal with it and move forward that matters. So how are we gonna deal with failure? Are we gonna let it affect our self-esteem or are we gonna let our effort, and if we put in our best effort and we did everything we could, that is all that we can ask of our students and ask of ourselves. So that'll keep our self-esteem high because it's in our control. So what are some of the strategies that we can use going forward to praise the process, to focus on a growth mindset? Well, number one, and we just went over this with our mindset shift, is failure is not what you think. Failure is a metric. Reframe it. Failure is not the ending, but the beginning. There are no failures, just discoveries. And you never fail until you stop trying. I cannot remember who said that quote, but might have been Einstein. But it's definitely true. You never fail until you stop trying. That is a great way to reframe failure and reframe this all-around growth mindset. Failure means you need more practice. It's an opportunity for you to test, to learn, to try new things. It's not any indication of who you are. It's not any indication of your self-worth, of any of that. A lot of people wrap a lot of stuff up in failure. We want our students to not seek out failure, but to Totally see it as a way for them to be helped, as an opportunity, and it's all about your attitude. Remember, we don't get upset when we fail at everything. If you've ever played a video game that you're no good at, I mean, for me, I just understand I'm not very good at video games, so I don't get upset when I lose or I fail at video games because I'm not about to sit here and put in all the time to get good at that video game, and I'm just playing it for fun, so... It's up to you how you see failure. You could either get super upset, throw your controller at the wall, sit there and practice for 20,000 hours because you can't take failing at that video game. Or you could just say, it's a game. (laughs) It doesn't really matter that much. So it's up to us how we see failure. It's up to us how we see not achieving a goal. We don't have to be upset by it. We can just roll it off our shoulders. It's not set in stone. And as I was saying before, I can't stress this enough. We have this unique opportunity to Get rid of the snowflake culture that's around right now and to help our students understand that failure is nothing to cry about, but it's something to learn from. And I think that that is probably one of the most important and essential skills that we could be giving our students is to give them that attitude, that mindset. So go out there and number one strategy to getting a growth mindset is rethink failure. Number two, learn about growth mindset. Have that growth mindset culture where it's all about effort. Reading Carol Dweck's books, reading Scott Adams, who is the creator of Dilbert, he wrote a book called How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. And his whole process is talking about systems versus goals, which just is very similar to growth mindset, which is focusing focusing on the processes, focusing on the ways to get to your goals and doing those things and taking pride in those things and putting not putting your self-esteem in actually reaching whatever goal it is that metric that you've set for yourself, but rather doing the things that are necessary to get you closer to being that person that can achieve those goals. So instead of wanting to be a best, you know, an Oscar winning screenwriter, you just talk about writing, writing, working on your screenplay every day. And instead of being a incredible artist, you just talk about drawing for an hour every day, things like that, where things that are within your control that you could practice and get better at and work on the processes, work on the systems rather than put all your emotions and all your everything that you've got wrapped up into one goal. And for me, I have a bucket list and everything on my bucket list is something that's within my control. It's nothing that I'd have to rely on a producer or a publisher or somebody else to do something. So right now I'm recording a podcast. That's something on the bucket list. I will go and check it off. And I'm not putting... Get 10,000 downloads on that podcast, although that would be fantastic. If you want to share, please share and get the, get that goal. But my goal is just to make a podcast and try to help teachers teach what they love and get the most out of their students and help their students reach their fullest potential. That's the biggest thing that that matters to me. So that growth mindset in your classroom, it means the kid that reads a book to the entire class and the kid that writes her name for the first time at the end of the year, make sure they feel the same pride in that accomplishment because it was a struggle it was something they worked very, very hard for. So make sure they know that doing their best, no matter what it looks like, because it's going to look different for everybody, it's about your personal doing your best and pushing yourself to be the best you could be. And that lets you feel in control and never overwhelmed, never pressured. And you know what? It's hard to argue against doing your best. When you tell ask your, ask your students, hey, are you doing your best? They say, they think about it. And they say, am I doing my best? Am I really doing it? And if they're not, They can't tell you why. Why wouldn't you want to do your best? Don't you want to be the best person you can be? Of course they do. So make that the focus. Make that the focus is on their effort, on how hard they're trying. That will lead to incredible, incredible growth, growth mindset, and growth in their learning. Strategy number three, put some class mantras into play. Throw some things like like I've been saying this whole podcast. Mine was obviously do your best. That was something I focused on quite a bit. But there are others. Practice, practice, practice. Keep trying. Keep pushing. You can do anything you set your mind to. You can do anything, period. Keep working. Work hard. I don't ever give up. Things like that are all incredible class mantras. And if you go to punkrockpreschool.com slash 003, subscribe to our email list. You can get our freebie, which is 10 class mantras that you can use. Hang them up in your classroom. Build the culture around a growth mindset. So if Go to our website, go to the show notes, subscribe to our email list, and you will get the free 10 class mantras to use in your classroom. And they're all focused on growth mindset. They're all things that you can say, cultural callbacks that you can use in your classroom to remember, help your students remember that it's about how hard they are working. And that's it. So remember, self-esteem comes from within. It's not about looking to other people. If you're doing your best, that's all that we can ask for. And what's crazy about this is I remember I had one student who cared so much about doing her best that one time she was messing around and I asked her, I said, sweetie, are you doing your best? And she looked at me and she thought about it and she started crying. And I don't ever want my students to start crying or do anything like that, but it was just a testament to how much she cared about doing her best and about being the best student that she could possibly be. And she didn't feel like she was doing that and she knew it and she knew it was in her control. And so she broke down. And I just told her, it's okay. It's okay. We'll do better. Next time you'll get it next time. It's all right. That's all we can ask for is just improve next time. And she wiped her tears and she said, yeah, I'm going to do better next time. And that's just the kind of culture that gets built when you have, when you have a, a growth mindset as the focus of your praise and your celebrations. So that brings us to strategy number four save the fake celebrations. I know sometimes they're fun, sometimes the kids really like them, but doing the round of applause and clapping around in a circle or doing the roller coaster and throwing your hands up in the air, it's exhausting. It takes energy. And the problem is it's so explicit that if you ever forget, your students will feel like they did something wrong for not getting that celebration. And because it's so unnatural and so something that you would never do in your day-to-day normal life, you would never praise one of your colleagues when they did something great or gave a good contribution to a to a uh, staff meeting, you would never throw your hands up in the air and do a roller coaster and start waving them around. So it's not something you would do typically. So try not to build your whole classroom culture around these celebrations that are unnatural, that they're not something that would take place in the real world, save your energy and make that praise, build that praise into your culture entirely. Because you want to save those celebrations for big accomplishments, those explicit, this is a celebration. Everything else should be great job. You're working so hard. I love it. And when you do those things, you'll end up getting the natural praise comes with a lot less effort. And your students pick up on that too. And your students will start giving other classmates natural praise. For example, I had one student who, like I said, by doing her best, that meant writing a few letters on her page and not necessarily coloring in the lines, kind of scribbling. But while other students were writing their own stories and writing their own books, she was kind of writing a few letters and scribbling on the pages and having a hard time staying focused on what her story was. But when we all read our stories to the class, The rest of the kids all knew that this was her best effort, knew that she had worked super hard on making her book, and even though it looked like Scribble, and it would have been not best effort for many of the kids in the class, they were incredible. They told Lacey, that's the best pictures, such great pictures. I love the colors you used. Great imagination. Wow, great job on that page. I really love how you I really love the interesting choices you made, things like that. I am not, <laughs> I cannot make this up. It, My jaw hit the floor. It was incredible. And I guarantee you, if we had spent all year doing explicit round of applause, throw your hands in the air, celebra- uh, roller coaster celebrations, my students just would not have known to, to praise Lacey that way when she was, when she had done her best, her absolute best. They knew that and they knew to praise her for doing her best. And it was pretty awesome. And so now strategy number five is Get brain teasers for kids and teach them to stick with a problem for a long time. At four years old, at five years old, it is very difficult. You either know something or you don't. You can't go home and study it. You can't just keep hitting on it without being just doing over and over repetition. Nobody wants to sit there and write the same letter 30 times if they don't know it. And there's no guarantee that doing something like that is going to make them know it because it becomes rote. So, How do we get students to sit with a problem, work at it hard, engage with it for that entire time? That all ties into this growth mindset. That all ties into working on the process, taking pride in the process of doing something and not rejecting something because there's failure involved. So how do we do that? How do we get brain teasers like that? Well, I love these spatial puzzles, things that are like Tetris grids where you have to fit these oddly shaped pieces into a limited area. And so those kinds of spatial awareness puzzles, and I will link to a bunch in the show notes because I use plenty in my class and I cannot recommend these enough because I would have students sitting there for the entire centers period, for the entire hour of center time working on these puzzles, thinking to themselves, I almost got it. I am so close. If I just stick with it a little longer, I'm going to get it. And so they did that. They stuck with these puzzles forever because they're kind of like a Rubik's Cube where if you get... Most of the colors on one side, you want to keep going. If you don't know how to do it like me, you want to keep going until you get all those colors and you feel like you're so close. You just got to keep going. You're almost there. That's what these puzzles are like. I'm so close. I almost got it. And so kids will stick with it for a whole hour, which is awesome because it's hard to teach grit and resilience and perseverance and just trying new things. It's hard to teach that in preschool. It's hard to teach that in pre-K and kindergarten and first grade in elementary school, Period. These puzzles are incredible tools to get your students focused on the process, on the effort, on keep trying, keep going, keep working. You're going to get it. You're going to get it if you keep working and keep pushing and keep doing your best. So I highly recommend these puzzles. Please check them out in the show notes. They are, I cannot recommend them anymore. Please check out these brain teasers. They really, really teach kids how to stick with a problem and persevere at a young age, which very hard to do and very useful skill to have, certainly. So how do we put this into play into our classroom? How do we bring this growth mindset and cultivate it in your classroom? Well, number one, please head to punkrockpreschool.com slash 003, sign up for our email list and get our 10 class monsters to build a growth mindset. Use these cultural callbacks to help refocus not just your students' attention, but their mindset. Help them refocus their mindset on growth, on effort, on their hard work, things that are back within their control. So if they are ever feeling deflated or down, this will help them get their self-esteem right back up. It's a win for them. All they have to do is do their best. Remind them of this. Use these cultural callbacks. Mine was always do your best, but there's plenty on the list. So punkrockpreschool.com slash 003 and get our 10 class monsters. And then when you have them, pick the one that works for you and get to work praising the process. Number two actionable step, rethink failure. As we already said, failure is not the ending, but the beginning. There's no failures, just discoveries, and you never fail until you stop trying. Failure is just a message to keep practicing that there's room for improvement. And if the goal is improvement, if the goal is just doing better than you did the day before, then failure should be your biggest friend in that regard because you will always improve, but you can't do it unless you have that metric there to help you understand what you need to do, and where you are. So number three, buy one of those puzzles. Please check the show. I will link to Amazon in the show notes. Uh, please buy one of these puzzles. They are just awesome. They are, in full disclosure, I will put my affiliate link for Amazon, so I probably will take, I, I guess I get a little bit of a cut on it. I really don't really know how it works 100%, but nonetheless, don't use my affiliate link. I don't even care. Get these puzzles. They are incredible, and they are going to make your students understand how to deal with adversity and how to overcome it at a very young age and they won't even realize it. They'll just be sitting there tinkering saying, I'm so close. I almost got it. And that will get them to keep trying and put all their focus in their effort and not in solving that puzzle. Because you don't need to solve a puzzle to grow your brain. There's no switch that goes off in your head once you solve the puzzle that says, You got the puzzle points now and your brain grow. No, your brain can grow just from going through that process. And so I think that those are a great physical illustration of the growth mindset. And as we know, with young kids, we do have to make things physical and make things help them experience these lessons in not just a conceptual way, but they have to have a tactile way and they have to have a way that's relevant for their lives. And these puzzles are an excellent thing. And so if you do all this, what are the changes you can expect to see? Well, your students are going to be working much harder. They're going to have extra effort because that's where they will be getting their self-esteem from their effort. So you can expect to see that effort shoot through the roof and never, never come down. Students are going to be in total control. All they have to do is show up and try. There's no pressure. There are no expectations except do your best, come to school and try. And that is very liberating for, for your students because they don't have to worry about any of the things that people typically worry about with school. They can just come to school, do their best. That is a really liberating, powerful thing. And it puts no pressure on them, which is a great way to help build their self-esteem and confidence when they don't have pressure from other things. Number three, students will be encouraging each other. As I told you the story with Lacey, where all my students were just telling her how amazing she did, finding the things that she was doing the best for, for her and highlighting them and really, really encouraging her and just complimenting and being fantastic and praising her effort and praising her growth and building that growth mindset up even more. You'll also see higher self-esteem, higher willingness to take on challenges because students know that if they fail at the challenge, no big deal, they'll get it next time, they'll keep trying. And then to, to build on that kind of the same point, you'll see more resilience, more grit, which that's a nice big buzzword that goes around in education, but unlike a lot of the other buzzwords, this one really is important. Kids really do need to learn resilience and grit and how to deal with adversity and how to deal with failure, not just physically and what to change with, their, with what they're doing, but also mentally how to deal with failure. Uh, because we're all going to fail at something in our lives. Nobody's perfect. And helping your students deal with that reality instead of sheltering from them, them from it is actually going to be extremely beneficial long term. So what are our major takeaways? What do we do? Praise the process. Why? Because we need to help our students realize that their self-esteem should be internal. Your students' self-esteem needs to be from growth, from effort, from hard work, not external, from competition, from grades, from winning or losing. Those things are good metrics and those things certainly help our students figure out where they stand, but they should not be the determining factors for their self-esteem. Their self-esteem, their confidence comes from their effort from how hard they're working, from what they're putting in themselves, what is within their own control. So how do we do that? Build a class culture that rewards effort. Build a class culture around growth mindset. And as a result, we are gonna see our students working harder, with more confidence, higher self-esteem, more control over their learning, and be totally liberated of a fear of failure that holds so many people back. So. And for you, you're gonna feel great because you're gonna watch your students push themselves to grow. You're gonna be able to celebrate authentically and celebrate real growth and real effort and not just throw your arms around in the air for every tiny little accomplishment and send that message to your students that external rewards, external celebrations, that is what happens when you do a good job. No, you feel good about yourself when you do a good job because you know you did your best. And that is a way more powerful thing. And that will give our students and give all these four and five-year-olds, give your students the skills that many adults still lack. Removing that fear of failure is going to be the most important thing that you can do. You are giving your students the ultimate mindset for success. And that is what we are always talking about here on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast. So thank you for listening to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, and I hope you are one step closer to making the classroom of your dreams come true. Please follow us on social media, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe below. Subscribe to our email list, and head on over to punkrockpreschool.com slash 003 to get our freebies and to check out all the other products that we offer, YouTube videos, subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out our curriculum uh, with themes and lessons for all the things in the world that you could want to teach. Please sign up, keep you updated. We will give you as many resources as possible to help you make the classroom of your dreams come true. Until next time, keep rocking. Thank you.